You're listening to the Elevate Main podcast. To learn more about Elevate, visit our website at www.elevate.org.ph. We hope you enjoy today's talk. What's up, Elevate? Hoy, pwede ba palakpakan natin ulit si Lord? For that time of worship, yes, indeed. Sa Tukayo, kung si Kuya Stephen nyo, when you say Tukayo, it means we have the same name. Alright? Indeed, God is present in our midst. Amen? Well, I'd like to introduce myself. I'm your Kuya Stephen. I'm one of the leaders in Elevate Metro South. So I bring you greetings all the way from um, the cities of Muntinlupa, of Paranaque, Las Piñas, and some parts of Laguna. And also Enchanted Kingdom in Tagaytay. Okay? Gusto pa pumunta doon? Ayos. Alright. And also, I want to uh, greet those who are wa- who are with us online via la- live stream, and one of which is your Kuya Marty. You know, Pastor Marty is at uh, the comfort of his home right now, and he said that he's with us via live stream. So, do you appreciate your Kuya Marty? Our Pastor Marty, syempre, di ba? Our Kuya, our mentor, our pastor. Well, hello po sa inyo. And also, do you appreciate your campus missionaries? Your ates and kuyas? Okay, pwede bang lapitan nyo sila mamaya? Mahal na mahal kayo ng mga yan. Okay? May mga sumisigaw na ng mga kuya at CM nila. And now, I also want to give a greeting to my lovely wife who's online. I want to share with you a picture of our family. So this is a picture of our family. Okay? So last December, we got married. And your Ate Naiji is actually, uh, was actually working here in Elevate, Maine. And now she works as uh, the market, one of the marketing uh, teams in CCF. Okay, but now that we're together, we're married, she's helping me out in the ministries or campus movements in Elevate Metro South. And please continue to include us in your prayers because the thing is, we're expecting a baby. <laughs> so... In, in, our app, in our app, on our mobile app, sabi nila na three months and three weeks, kasing laki na daw siya ng isang chicken nugget. So we call her or him, hindi pa namin alam yung gender, we call the baby, Baby Nuggy. Alright, so to my wife Naiji and Baby Nuggy, I love you. And I hope, I, how I wish that you are with me here right now. It's so amazing to be here, to be back, and I've missed you guys. Wow, seeing you guys. You know, na hindi lang live stream. Wow, what, what a joy to experience this. If it's your first time here, we want you to know, welcome home. Welcome to this spiritual community. And I hope that you have a great time here with us. Now, uh, before we begin, before we proceed to our message this afternoon, we're announcing that we will have next month, September 24, we won't have a youth service like this. Instead, we are going to attend this conference. So we prepared a video for all of you. So let's watch this video to uh, give us an overview of what's going to happen next month. Hi, I'm Brad Huddleston, author of Digital Cocaine, A Journey Toward Eye Balance, and the soon-coming book, Digital Rehab. I can't wait to join you on September 24th for Counterflow Family Conference 2022. I am more honored than you know to be invited to speak. Now, given the title and the cover oh, of my book, I sometimes think people dread seeing me coming. But I no, want to assure you that my presentation will not be a beat-up. Instead, 
it will be a free up. Topics that we'll cover include managing technology at home and work, parenting digital kids, video game and social media addiction, protecting intimacy with God and the metaverse. And as you know, the theme for this conference is navigating the woke world. One of the primary apps used to spread this culture-destroying ideology is TikTok, which I will cover in depth. You know, technology can be of enormous benefit, like speaking to you via this video, but it can also destroy us. God has better plans. At Counterflow Family Conference 2022, I'll present workable solutions for our common digital dilemmas. God bless. Okay, so that will be next month, September 24, and we highly encourage you to buy a ticket for only 250 pesos. So we have that outside this, this hall. There's a booth where you can avail of your ticket. However, if you don't have the means to buy a ticket, then you can just sign up at the booth so we can give you a free ticket. Now, let's go back. We are in the last installment of our series entitled what? Man, for the glow up. And you know, the millennial in me, search it up. Kasi alam niyo, medyo matanda na si Kuya Stephen niyo. Okay? Medyo matanda na ako. And so I made the research in dictionary.com. Sabi dito, glow up is an informal term for a positive personal transformation. Typically, one involving significant changes in appearance. But notice, ah, in style and often also growth in confidence and maturity. And sometimes, aspects of personal or professional life. And you know what I realized? We all want to, gr to glow up, quote-unquote, in every aspect of life. Pagdating sa sports, pagdating sa uh, school, pagdating sa video gaming, <laughs> Valorant, or whatever you're playing, or Mobile Legends, you want to get good, right? Would you agree? And you know, as we go face-to-face, -face, as we go uh, back to the old normal, as they say, as we move forward in life, what we want all of us to learn is, or, or all of us to realize is that we need to pay attention to the most, uh, most important aspect of life, and that is to glow up in our relationship with God. Now, last two weeks ago, we discussed how to deal with changes in life. Do you remember that with your Kuya Marty? And just last week, we talked about handling or dealing with difficult people. And for this afternoon, we're going to talk about this. How to handle uncertainties of life. Uncertainties. Do you like it or not? We don't want uncertainties. In fact, last two years ago, the, I still remember it. It's as clear as day. Last two years ago, the first time I, I got to, to preach here, I was saying something like, I see half of this congregation wearing masks. Why? Because COVID is about to come. And guess what? Two months later, there was the lockdown. But I praise God that now we are back together. Lahat nga tayo nakamask na. Pero okay lang because we're in this together. Amen? Yes. Praise God. But the thing is this, we still are faced with a lot of uncertainties. I asked my wife, so we did the survey. You know, when, when I was preparing for this message, and usually when I prepare messages, I ask her. And so I said, ano ba yung mga uncertainties that we still have today? And without question, 
she said that BTS is on hiatus. <laughs> Medyo na blanco yung mukha ko for a while eh. Well, but kidding aside, sabi niya, okay, let's list it down. Monkeypox. Nakakatakot, di ba? Monkeypox. And then, there's war in Ukraine. It's still going on. And a lot of people were now in exile. Umalis na sila. A lot of, pe- a lot of lives were lost. And then, there's the rumor of war between China and Taiwan. And when the first time ever that I heard about it, napaisip talaga ako eh. Sabi ko, paano malapit na sa atin to ah? Paano na to? Di ba? Paano na ang Pilipinas? And other than that, we see that in social media. Huwag na tayong lalayo. The kidnappings. Right? I mean, we are worried to the very core kung makakauwi pa tayo dahil nagpagabi tayo. Yung mga ganun. Di ba? And it's so discouraging. And that creates in us this fear of what is going to happen to us tomorrow. Do you ever experience, have you ever experienced that? Uncertainties. And so, the question is, what are the things people fall into when, when they are in fear of uncertainties? And so I listed it down. The first one is that we'll experience is to worry. We worry. It's all that you think about. And you cannot sleep at night. Have you ever experienced that? I experienced that when I was struggling once with worry. I'm simply sharing this message to you. And you see, when it comes to worry, it doesn't just manifest in the emotional. It also manifests in your physical body. That's why some people suffer in insomnia. It's all that they think about. Some people, what else? They have sleepless, uh, they wake up drenched in sweat heart palpitations, all these things. The second thing about fear, the problem of fear, is you get paralyzed. The analysis paralysis. Have you ever heard of that statement or that concept? I saw this comic as I was doing my research. Ang sabi dito, ang sabi pagdating sa analysis paralysis, of course we will make a decision once we consider 5,243 factors. And sometimes our thought life is like that, isn't it? You know, as I was struggling with worry back then, as I journeyed with God, as I wrestled with God, I made a long list of the things that I need to decide on in the hopes that the fear that I have in me will not happen. And so, ginawa, ginawan ko ng mathematical equation yung buhay ko, guys. If this will happen, then this. If A, then B. If B equals T. And I used all the knowledge I mustered up in college. I made a process flowchart. Ito yung decision niya. Hindi, hindi, ganito. Paano kung nagalit siya sa akin? Uh, sige, uh, ito gagawin natin. And you know what happened? As I have gone through that test of life, what happened to me was I scrapped out that long document. I made the cartolina. I bought two cartolinas. <laughs> Dinikit ko all together. And I wrote down all the things that I was thinking in my mind because I couldn't get out of it. I was in analysis paralysis. The next one is this. Are you still with me? Okay, tingnan natin number three. We forget. The very things that we believe, the very things that we declare, the very things that we sing about Jesus starts to fade away. We start to lose that sense, that meaning. And we now begin to ask God, where is God in this picture? Where is God in this moment? And we forget God. The next is this. We compromise. We compromise. 
we say to ourselves, well, I'm a self-made man now. I'm going to manifest this. Oh, that's the slang, ngayon, di ba? I'm going to manifest this. I don't need God. I know what's best for my life. And finally, the worst part is this. You're going to quit on God. When you picture that fear in your, in your mind and in your heart, and you see God in here, you would say to yourself, these two things cannot coexist. God must not exist because of the things that are happening in this world and in my life right now. And of course, we don't want these things to happen to any of us. But the Bible, the Bible is very clear on how we can deal with uncertainty. You see, when we fall into these things, into one of these categories, it doesn't lead us anywhere. And the worst part is, it leads us to a major setback in our spiritual life. And so, they say that the only thing that is permanent in this world is change. Have you ever heard of that? The only thing that is permanent in this world is change. Well, can I tell you something? So it is with uncertainty. That's what the Bible is telling us. But there is a way to deal with it. Not in fear, there's a way to respond to it. And that is called faith. Can you all say that with me? Faith. faith. Very good. And that is what we're going to talk about. And so for the rest of our time together, we're going to answer the question, how do I handle uncertainties of life? And the title of our message is simply this. Okay? The title of our message, Choose Faith Over Fear. Tapakin mo na yung katabi mo ngayon. Okay, sabihin mo sa kanya, Choose Faith over fear, all right? And so there are three things that we're going to, uh, going to discuss. The first one is have faith. The second one is act in faith. And the third one is keep the faith. Let's go to point number one, have faith. Now I asked my, my D group, the disciples entrusted to me, and we had a survey. If someone comes up to you and asks you, what is faith in the simplest definition? And meantime, when we're asked of that, ano nga ba yung faith? Faith. <laughs> Yun na yun. <laughs> Di ba? Because so sometimes it's, it's self-explanatory. But if we, we think about it, we talk about it, we hear about faith, but to unpack it is another thing. That's why in our main passage in Hebrews, this is a book that was, or an epistle that was addressed to Christians with three majoring concerns. So the author wrote this epistle to address three concerns. The first one is to address to the Christians who are about to face persecution. So it is relatable to our situation. Okay? Are you still following? And the second one is this. They were tempted to quit on Jesus. They, they were tempted to think that, you know, Jesus is... Siya talaga yung answer sa sin problem natin? Maybe he's like one of the angels. Ganun yung sinasabi nila. And three, they wanted to go back to the old ways of tradition. Meaning to say, they, went, they want to go back to Judaism. And so, the author of Hebrews writes to those Christians. And he said, that he discussed, the entirety of Hebrews discusses God, uh, Jesus as God's son, the supremacy of Christ, Meaning to say he's the perfect sacrifice, the perfect priest. And now, how should we respond to all these things considered? And sabi niya, one 
way to respond in light of the coming persecution. One of it is faith. And that is what we're going to define right now. So in Hebrews 11, verse 1. Can you open your Bibles? But if you, don't have, no, if you have no Bibles right now, we're going to display it here. It says this. Now faith, everybody say faith, is the certainty of things hoped for a proof of things not seen. Simply put, faith being described here is the most possible form of conviction that God-given assurance of a future reality. Not a possibility, but a future reality. Are you all with me? Now today, when it comes to belief, when it comes to uh, principles, people look for evidences. People look for tangible things. Have you ever heard of the statement, to see is to believe? Right? Pakita mo muna sa akin. Pakita mo muna sa akin. And then maniniwala ako. Pakita mo muna sa akin na si Tij Sosa ay magaling sumayaw. Nagbe-breakdance yan eh. Gusto mo pakita ko ngayon eh. Di ba? <laughs> Parang ganun. Pakita mo muna and then maniniwala ako. However, that is not how it works in the Christian life. If you think about it, Christianity is a reasonable faith. Why? Because of the finished work of Jesus on the cross. And yes, there may, there may be evidences, uh, artifacts, archaeological evidences, the Dead Sea Scrolls. But have you heard of someone who would say, you know, I'm a Christian. Why? Because of history. I you know, I'm a Christian because of archaeological evidences, because of the Dead Sea Scrolls. I saw it myself. No. People who had believed in God experienced Him in their daily lives. That's why as we sang all together, right? the goodness of God, God's love is running after us. That's what it means when you have faith. It's through experiencing His love for us in our de- daily lives. So in the simplest definition, it is being in full belief of who God is even when we haven't seen Him. Faith is an essential element when it comes to our relationship with God. That's why in the same chapter, in verse 6, it tells us, and without faith, it is, it is impossible to please Him. In other words, to walk with Him, to journey with Him in life, to have this relationship with Him. For the one who comes to God must believe that He exists and that He proves to be one who rewards those who seek Him. In other words, faith is believing that there is God. There is a God that He allows us to experience Him for as long as we seek Him with all our heart and mind. Faith, another thing about faith is this. Faith is not something that we conjure. It's not something that we harness. It's not an ability. So you can't say to anyone, Alam mo, pare, my faith, my faith is bigger than yours, pare. Diba? Yeah. Level 15 hours of faith ko, bruh. Shit! You can't do that. You can't do that because it is not something that we conjure. And so, Kuya Stephen, it's not about the ability. It's not about how much faith. No. It is the object of your faith. You see, here today, we can place our faith in other things. We can place our faith in people. We can place our faith in ideologies. We can place our faith in systems. That's what's happening in this world today. We got 
relativism and all these things. We can place our faith in the state of living. I'm living the dream. I can go through whatever circumstances that there is in life. You know what? You can do that, but that is not going to last. That's why the application is to ask ourselves, ask ourselves, to whom do you place your faith? To whom, who is the object of our faith? Is it Jesus? Is it Jesus? You see, knowing Jesus is very different from having faith in Jesus. To further illustrate this, it's like sitting on a chair. Alam niyo may upuan na ako eh. May upuan na ako. Ayun, thank you, Isaiah. Alright? So, pagdating sa faith natin kay Lord, knowing Jesus is like, oh, you know what? This chair is used to prevent me from falling down. Kaya kriniit yung chair na to. That is knowing. But believing is this chair will save me and prevent me from falling down. Do you understand the picture? And sometimes the world today does that. Oh, I know about God. I, I hear Him in school. I hear it from my parents. I hear Him from social media. But to say that you believe in God means I know Him. I believe Him with all my heart and mind. That is what faith in Jesus really means. So we must then come to a decision. When uncertainty comes, who is the object of our faith? Faith should be centered on God Himself, on Jesus Himself. What's the title of our message? Choose faith over fear. All right, so have faith. The second one is this, act in faith. In verse 2, it tells us, for by it, talking about faith, the people of old gained approval. Meaning to say, these were people commended for their faith. Just like basketball, we have the Hall of Fame. Just like in, in arts, right? Did you know that Jennifer Hudson is now the EGOT? Emmys, Grammys, Oscars, Tonys. They, she was commended for all the things that she's practicing. Kailan mo ba si Jennifer Hudson? Parang hindi ko na talaga generation to. <laughs> okay. But the Hall of Fame, who among you here uh, loves basketball? Okay, marami. Who is the best player right now? Okay, I can only hear LeBron James. Okay? I can only hear LeBron James. Okay, biro lang. But they have the Hall of Fame. So when a player retires, they get to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. Well, it's the same thing in the Bible. You see, Hebrews 11 is known as the faith chapter. And not only that, it is also the Hall of Faith. And so, Hebrews 11 tells us a roll call of faith, people of the old who were commended, who were given witness by God because of the faith that they have displayed. We're going to see from here that faith does not contradict reasoning. Meaning to say, faith, senseless. No, 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 no. Faith does not contradict reasoning. Faith may go beyond reasoning, but the testimony of these people will prove to us that faith is real. And so, if you read the whole chapter, you'd see people who place their faith in God. You would see from there, and later on, we will see it all together, 
by faith, by faith, by faith, experience God's work in their lives. It is a record of faith of people. Uh, it's a record of people that by faith allowed God to work. Uh, sorry, sorry, to allowed God to live out His life through theirs. Are you still here? So, for the interest of time, let's look at some notable Old Testament characters of faith that we know. Verse 7. Look what it says. Verse 7. By faith, Noah. What do we know about Noah? Can you hear it? The ark, right? Being warned by God about things, look at this, not yet seen. Because we have to understand that Noah, when he was called by God to make an ark, wala pang concept of rain. Wala pang concept of flood. But because of his reverence before God, he honored God. He loved God. Said, kahit na hindi ko alam yan, dahil sinabi ni Lord, I would do so. So he banked all his life building this ark. And people were ridiculing him. Tinatawanan siya, ano ka ba, Noah? Ano yung ginagawa mo? Ano yan? Koche? Hindi <laughs> ko alam kung alam na nila yung concept na yun, no? Parang, ano yan? What is this contraption that you are doing? But he did not succumb to that. He did not uh, give in to peer pressure. Instead, he focused on what God has called him to do. And what happened? It saved them from the great flood. Him and his family. How about Abraham? Next verse. By faith, what? Abraham, when he was called, obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance. Notice. And when he left, not knowing where he was going. Can you imagine being settled in the best place that you can ever think of? Beverly Hills. Or the Orange County, bruh. Or Forbes Park. You know what I'm saying? Tapos pagkatapos nun, sinabi ni Lord sa'yo, you go to a deserted country. How would you respond? But, notice, Abraham obeyed. And not just that, he also, by faith, next verse, by faith, Abraham, when he was what? Continue. Tested, offered up Isaac, and one who had received the promise was offering up his only son. You see the tense here. The word offered up. The tense is in the perfect tense. Meaning to say, when God tested Abraham, Abraham, in his mind, looked to Isaac as a done deal. He's a sacrifice. So without any doubt, without any rationalization, without any bargain with God, he obeyed God by faith. In the accounts of Genesis, it tells us that Abraham's servant was asking him, and ang sabi ni Abraham, stay there, and me and my son will come back. And so, in his mind, he was saying that the only way for God's promise to me, to be a father of many generations, to my son Isaac, the only way for him to fulfill that promise is to bring back my son back from the dead. He believed in resurrection. And it's a hard thing to do or to believe in because resurrection was not yet a concept during his time. Are you still with me? And let's not go far. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Verse 25, 
choosing rather the in, to endure ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the temporary pleasures of sin. Imagine that. People may, have, may be thinking, Ano ba, Moses? Paano ginawa yun? Diba? You, ha- you had it all with you. Mayaman ka. You studied in the best university, in the greatest civilization known today, the Egyptians, and yet you're going to your people who are enslaved by Egypt? That's nonsense. But you see, Moses still obeyed. He followed God. He did not choose the, fleet, the fleeting pleasures of sin. Why? Because he was looking to the eternal reward. That's what faith is, guys. That's what faith is all about. And so, the rest is history. We know what happened to Moses. Moses experienced the Passover. Do you know what the, pas- the Passover? When they, they put up the blood slam on their doorposts, and on that night, the angel of death came. And what happened? All the firstborn sons of Egypt passed away. And not only that, as they were in exile, they were stuck. They didn't know where to go. And the Egyptians were chasing them. And so what happened? God provided for them a way out. So God split the Red Sea wide open and they were able to walk in it. Imagine that. Never before seen with their eyes. Never have they experienced, no one has ever experienced that, but because of faith, they were able to experience so. Do you understand? And so, it tells us, what can we learn from these heroes of faith? Faith makes us experience God all the more. And faith is not wishful thinking. It's not blind faith. And faith should be in action. Faith should be in action. True faith, listen to this, and let me say it again. True faith is manifested by utmost obedience to God. You know, I like what uh, this guy named Ray Stedman perfectly encapsulated this chapter. And he said this, Faith anticipates the future, acts in the present, evaluates the past, dares to move out, and persists to the end. Now, what about us? What's the application? When we're faced with uncertainty, what is God telling us to do? I submit to you that it is already given to us, the Bible. So I submit to you, you do your spiritual disciplines. Let me ask you. I created a table, okay? Next slide, please. Let me ask you the following questions. In light of uncertainty, is any one of you worried? Huh? Is any one of you worried? Okay, next slide. Is any one of you worried? The Bible tells us, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So if you're here, and I don't know what's happening in your life and what's going on, you pray. You pour out your heart. You don't, you don't talk to God or communicate to God as if na parang nag-negotiate ka, Lord, kung mamarapatin niyo lang. No, the Bible tells us you pour your heart out to Him. That, was, that is what prayer is all about. Is any one of you anxious? The Bible is telling us to cast all your anxieties on Him for He will never let the righteous be shaken. I love the Philips translation of 1 Peter 5 verse 7. It says, you can throw the whole weight of your anxieties on Him for you are His personal concern. 
How about guidance? Are you in need of guidance today? Well, the Bible is telling us that God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Is any one of you need company? Do you need company? Well, Hebrews is telling us not to give up meeting together. That's why I praise God for each and every one of you who are here today, gathered together as a spiritual community. And now that we are faced with so many uncertainties, we're bombarded with this and that, and we don't know what's going on tomorrow, it's best that we come together, join hands, bear each other's burdens, for it fulfills the law of Christ. Galatians 6.2 That's why as early as now, in my limited, limited time with you, I don't know what's going to happen in my life, but I want you to know, as brothers and sisters in Christ, I love you guys. Look to the person beside you. Kapatid mo yan kay Kristo. Sabihin mo sa kanila, pare, I love you by faith. <laughs> okay? Easy on that, okay? Easy lang kayo. <laughs> okay? Not the romantic type. Okay? But you love each other as brothers and sisters. How about concern about other people? Are you concerned for other people? And so, if you're concerned, you know, Queen Stephen, I know the gospel. I know who Jesus is. But how about the others? Well, if you are concerned with them facing uncertainty and they don't know Jesus, the Bible tells us, share the gospel. Make disciples. That's why you read God's word and in it, you would see how to act in faith. What's the title of your message? Choose faith over fear. And last, as we end, keep the faith. You know, can everyone say, keep the faith? Yan. Now, you may say to me, you know, Kuya Stephen, the people that you just mentioned, Abraham, Moses, Noah, you know, all these people, these are people that we look up to. We can never be like them. That's why I appreciate God's word. Because after chapter 11, in chapter 12, it discusses how we can run the race of life. Hebrews 12, verse 1, it tells us this. Therefore, you see, when you see the word therefore, it means to say there's something that is discussed previously. All right? Are you still following? All right, well, let's continue. Since we also have such a great cloud of witnesses. You know, I love races. When I used to have my niece, because I am injured. But I joined this race called Spartan. And as we see the finish line, there are bystanders. There were observers who were cheering for all those who have finished the race. Woo! All right, let's go. And then nakita namin mga kasamahan namin who did not participate in the race. Stephen! Woo! Sige, sige! Kaya mo yan! Kaya mo yan! And of course, we ran towards the finish line with all the strength that we had left. All right? So that, was, that is what race is all about. But the thing is this. It says here, the great cloud of witnesses. Abraham, Noah, Abel, Moses, Rahab, David, and all the Old Testament prophets, they were not bystanders. They were not observers. They run the race of life as well. And so, if we see them enduring the race of life with God, then so can we. So can we. And so, as you see this great cloud of witnesses cheering you on, in that race of life, no, this is what you do. Let's rid ourselves of every what? Fear. 
obstacle and the sin which so easily entangles. You see, sin is obvious. Let me give you some examples. Uh, sexual immorality, murder, anger, bitterness, pride. These are obvious sins, correct? But, and, and the thing is, we need to cast it aside. That is not our life any longer. But the thing is, there are encumbrances. Encumbrances are not the question of what's right and what's wrong. It's what serves as a hindrance or not. These are things in our life that may not necessarily be sin, may not necessarily be bad, but it can drag you in the race that God has called you to do. So let me give you some examples. For instance, goals, dreams, aspirations. Is it bad? Yes or no? It's not, right? But too much of it can take you out or can sidetrack you in what God has called you to do. How about love life? Diba? Oftentimes, we say, we, say, we say it ourselves, diba? We pray to God, Lord, my whole life is yours. Pero I gotta admit, ah, yung dimples niya grabe. <laughs> I mean, Lord. <laughs> Woo! Diba? Sheesh! Diba? Talagang, grabe, Lord, diba? I mean, yes, Lord. And then, sorry, sorry, Lord. Sorry, Lord. Diba talaga? Eh, Lord, grabe na. Grabe. So, love life. And the thing is, and another thing could be hobbies. It's not bad to watch K-pop or K-drama or play video games, but again, too much of these things can be a drag in what God has called you to do. And so, now that you look at the great cloud of witnesses, people who've experienced God, remember, the cloud of witnesses, let me tell you, the cloud of witnesses are ordinary people that by faith experience the ordinary, extraordinary God. Amen? And so, next is you take out the sin. You take out the encumbrance. And then it says, let's run with what? Endurance. You see, endurance means this. Endurance means the steady determination to press on. Not giving in the temptation to slow down and give up. Parang sa pagbubuhat lang. Di ba, naloko na ba kayo ng, ng mga gym buddies nyo or trainer nyo once in your life? Yung sinabi, o oh, sige, 15 na bicep curls. Nung pag-15 na, lima pa, lima pa, lima pa. Sabi na, and so, the steady determination, that's the picture. 16, 17, hindi, hindi ako titigil. The Bible is telling us to run the race of life with such endurance that we are not going to give in to temptation to give up or to back down. That's what it means. And finally, finally, now that you've seen the great cloud of witnesses, now that you take out all the distractions and the sin that so easily entangles, and now that you run the race with endurance, what do you do? The next verse is this. Looking only at Jesus. You see, looking only literally means tunnel vision on Jesus. Don't look to the left, to the right. Don't look backward. No, you look forward to Jesus. Why? The originator and perfecter of the faith, who for the joy set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of God. What is this telling us? Verse 3, it tells us, For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose 
heart. In other words, we in this life, in the face of uncertainty, have not suffered in as much as Christ suffered on that cross, on that day. When you look to Jesus, it tells us you will not grow weary and lose heart because you know that it is Him who suffered the most. So when you see this great cloud of witnesses, when you take away all the encumbrance, the things that may hinder you from God, and the sin that so easily entangles, and as you look to Him being the perfecter and the author of our faith, when uncertainties come in your life, you would say, uncertainty ka lang, pero may Diyos ako. Are you here? Uncertainties. Yes, you may be uncertainty, but have you met my God? Have you met my God. This, the application is very simple. Meaning, if we have completely grasped the depth of His love, you see the suffering of Christ, if you completely grasp the depth of His love, that finished work on the cross, the proper way to respond to uncertainty is to look to Jesus and gladly share in His sufferings. The application is this. Next slide. When faced with uncertainty, look to Jesus as the motivation to move by faith in life. Can I call on the music team as we end? See, what did we learn? How do we deal with uncertainty? Have faith, act in faith, and keep the faith. What's the title of our message? Choose faith over fear. You know, let me end with a story. There's this story of the tightrope walker. You know what a tightrope walker is? Yung parang may, ba- may balance na stick or pole or whatever you may call it. Alam mo meron lang ako nun eh. Oh, thank you, Isaiah. Grabe talaga. Praise God. <laughs> okay. And so, there's this tightrope walker. And he set up his tightrope high above. And he said, to his pe- uh, he said to the people, those who were down, can you believe would you believe that I can cross on this tightrope with just this? Oh, imagine niyo na lang mahaba siya, okay? All right. Masabi na lang ganun. All right, all right. Okay. Okay. Let's see, let's see. So he crossed. And guess what? Nahulog siya, joke lang. He was able to cross. He was able to cross. I'm just testing if you're listening. He crossed. Eh, palapakan sila. Palapakan. Palapakan. Sige, palapakan. Yan, yan, yan. Okay. Masabi niya ganun. Yes. All right, all right, not bad, not bad. We believe, we believe. Sabi niya, for my next stunt, would you believe that I can cross back again with blindfold? Sabi niya, yeah, oh, okay, okay, all right, all right. So nag-blindfold siya. And guess what? Sobrang dali. Sabi niya, sabi niya, nung pagdating niya dito, sabi niya, easy. Easy. Dali lang yan. And so people clapped again. For my next stunt, I will do it with a bicycle. Alam ko may bicycle lang talaga ako dito. Let's not go that far. Let's not go that far. Nag-bicycle siya. Nag-bicycle siya, guys. And you know what? Guess what? He was able to cross. Palakpakan ulit. Grabe yun. Sabi lo, grabe. You can do anything. Woo, we believe in you. Sabi niya, do you believe? Yes, we believe. And then he said, for my next stunt, wala pang sinasabi. Palakpakan sila agad. The crowd went crazy. And he was, and they were saying, yes, we believe. Kahit ano pa yan. Kahit rice cooker pa yung 
Let's not go that far. But we can do it with a unicycle. Yes! We can, you can do it. We are sure. We have seen it ourselves. And since sabi niya, wait a minute. Would you believe that I can do it with a unicycle, with someone sitting on my shoulders? Eh, sabi niya lang yes, you can do it. And sabi niya, wait a minute. I need a volunteer. And the crowd went silent. No one dared to sit on top of his shoulders. But there's this one kid one kid who said, I will do it. <laughs> he said something like that. And he said, well, come on up. And the, and the child went up. The child went up. And so he sat on the man's shoulders. And to their astonishment, he was able to cross. And so, that's an illustration. But here, lies the whole story or the lesson of the story. They interviewed the man, congratulated him. And guess what? They interviewed the small kid. And they asked him, they asked the little girl, how did you muster up all that courage? How did you have faith in this person? And the child said, well, I've been in the tightrope with this man, and this man is my father. You see, the Bible is telling us that when we have this relationship with God, we can cry out to Him as our Abba Father. And so, just like this kid, we, like him, can cross the tightrope of life. What's the title of our message? Choose faith over fear. Can we all clap our hands to God for this series? Praise be to God. As you go back to face to face, as you go back to the old norm, as they say, as you go back to school, as you face uncertainty, as you face changes, as you face difficult people, remember, remember this, the entirety of our series. How do we deal with changes in life? Seek God's grace. How do we handle difficult people? Choose to be humble. How do we deal with uncertainties of life? Choose faith over fear. Let's join our hearts in a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for this day that you have given us. We thank you, Lord God, uh, for gathering us here together as a spiritual family. And this time, Lord, I may not know what's happening in the lives of these people, but I know that you do. You know their heart, the depth of their heart, and all that is within them. And maybe there's someone here today who has that fear, who has that worry about what's to come. So I pray, Father, that you speak into this uh, person's heart and mind. Speak to all of us. And I pray, Lord, that you surround them with your loving arms and that they will experience all of us will experience what you have promised in your word to guard our hearts and minds in your son, Jesus Christ. And for by it, all of us will experience peace which transcends all understanding. And that tomorrow, in the next day, in the next day, we will face it by faith because we know that we have you in our lives. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people say, Amen.
and amen. God bless you guys. We'd love to stay connected with you, so make sure to subscribe to our podcast or connect with an Elevate group through our website. See you at our next podcast.